0: And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian.
1: And I'm Ty. I'm
0: Jackson. The whole gang, the core, is back together for another show. Glad to have everyone back. We have a ton of stuff to get through. So you guys want to start off?
1: Yeah, literally a ton we have to get to. So why don't we jump into the news?
0: There we go. Ty, why don't you take us away?
1: All right. Now we have word that Luke Holland, famous YouTube drummer, is leaving the Word Alive after their current tour that they're doing with Islander and a bunch of other bands.
0: Now, did you just use a pun? Who said word, yeah. word is? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all gosh. Right. Perfect. <laughs> Finally, we have it. Yep. Not <laughs> generic
2: and-
3: at all. <laughs>
0: It's better than me saying but like I normally do, yeah.
3: right? Yep. Well, it's an original. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
1: back to the story. So Luke Holland announces that he's leaving the band to focus on other musical endeavors as per YouTube covers or filling in for bands on tour or doing a session because he did sessions for the Icy Stars Treehouse album. So there's no bad blood between the two sides. Everybody respects each other. They're like brothers. Everybody wishes Luke Holland the best in his future endeavors. And now all these YouTuber comments are all outrageously ridiculous.
0: Well, he's leaving a major band to yeah. go off and do YouTube stuff.
1: Well, I think was, I don't think it's necessarily YouTube stuff. I think it's just more musical endeavors or probably just touring his solo stuff again. Because he'd done uh, a bunch of drum expos in Japan while he did the cinema cover live front of like a whole big crowd of people so i think it's something closer to that than just just regular youtube stuff
3: okay uh i think it's a bad move then again <laughs> we don't really know what the actual thing is i mean it could be of course true but you know this could be a more of a formal like yeah he just wants to do his own stuff but i don't see someone leaving a you know a full-time job for a part-time job kind of thing you know what i mean Right. Like, it's just, it's, it's a little sketchy, but the only thing I can think of maybe, and I might be completely wrong, and I probably am, like, most of the time. Always. It could be maybe that he isn't digging the new word alive sound. That's what I, I was think it is. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I knew it was
1: going to go to that.
3: Because oh. he can't really express his full talent
1: with
3: <laughs> kind of, like, generic music. That The Word Alive is making now. You know what I mean?
1: I
0: think that Jackson has been listening to me talk for way too long, and now he's just stealing (laughs) my shit. Oh,
3: God. (laughs) I'm becoming a real hater now?
0: I know, seriously. You even stole my cadence on that one a little bit, but I'm proud of you. I'm super proud of you.
3: Thank you so much. I'm honored. (laughs) It
1: warms Ian's heart to see his
3: son grow up. It does. (laughs) It does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he got to express his uh, full drumming abilities on the last album, Real, but I think they went more... Rockish on dark matter, which is better than Cold World, mind you.
0: Everything is, <laughs> except for a mirror. So,
1: yeah, but I think thing is, Luke Holland isn't really like a metal drummer because he's m- musically. Uh, eclectic, Eclectic. the word is, I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. He's eclectic because he listens to bands like 1975, he listens to like pop music, he's done covers for pop songs. So yeah, he's not going to be just limited to being a metal drummer for the rest of his life. He'd probably be touring in some pop band or something.
0: Your word choice there is strange because you said limited. Because I would think that a drummer, that the best place for them to do what they want to do would be metal compared to most anything else, unless you're talking about jazz. And maybe you get a chance to do a little bit more jazz, but I think in general, metal gives you the most freedom to do multiple things at once.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's what War of Life was, basically, before Luke Holland joined, but then he just made it more metal.
0: Well, why don't we talk about the new track, Overdose, then, since we're talking about this new story. What did you guys think? They released a brand new track. Now, this isn't for a brand new album, right? This is just something to hold people over.
1: Yeah, supposedly I think it's it's
3: a single to promote the tour that they're
0: doing. Which is called Overdose as well, right?
1: Yeah.
3: I think it's kind of like what Silverstein did, where they know they got this really big tour coming up. You know, not a tour that you know a lot of people get the chance to do. A lot of bands I've seen nowadays, they'll make a really good single knowing that they're about to tour and just to let everyone know, like, hey... You know, we're still up to stuff. Agreed. And I think that's what The Word Alive did. I mean, it's pretty ironic. The tour is called The Overdose Tour. The song is called Overdose. You can tell this was all way pre-planned. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of bands are doing that now. And as for the song, it's a pretty decent song. Nothing too special. Nothing really stands out. It's pretty much a continuation of that sound that they touched on in Dark Matter.
0: Yeah, I don't have much to say about this track. <laughs> I, mean, I like. we
1: want to hear it. We uh, want to hear what you have to say.
0: I like the guitar part during the heavier part. You know, that screeching at the end that they did. Whatever effect that was. I liked it. I thought it was different. But then, once again, I dive into the lyrics and it's, oh, I'm yeah, dead we'll inside. Yeah, I'm dead <laughs> inside. How many times in the scene do we have to hear that? I can count for this whole year.
1: Yeah, yeah. most definitely Cold World. We definitely heard that. Oh, from. yes. Contagious.
0: I can't stand that shit. That's the only thing. It's like, it's the same thing over and over again. Why are they doing this? Do they think no one can understand what they're saying? Is that the deal? I guess that they're dead inside, I guess. I'm going to be dead inside if I keep listening to this.
3: Oh, no. Well,
1: well, that's why we have all these other new songs to discuss.
3: Oh, no. Are you already five minutes in it's already been used <laughs> three times that's a record but like in regards to the song though yeah the lyrics are very 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 generic i don't see where is it that they're going with their new because like they have the new sound but i don't see okay like bands like silent planet let's say where they change their sound a just a tidbit but it also changes like a whole chapter of what they talk about you know what i mean like they switch over you don't just say stuff to say it. it you know you have to say something and then it goes with the music behind it and yeah. i don't think the word alive is doing that i think they're just you know sticking to this one rock sound and how they want the sound but the lyrics aren't progressing with the sound if you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean they're musically talented so i know they can do a lot better than what they're doing
0: now yeah i think all these bands are talented well most of them that we talk about are very talented But it's kind of like in order to get that marketing going or to get, you know, to push something out there, they're pushing aside, I don't know where that talent is, or they just don't want to put that amount of work into it, maybe. And they're just like, here, this will hold people over and we'll be able to do something later.
1: Yeah, the talent's in there somewhere. They just have to use it.
3: And now they lost Luke, which was, which to me personally, him and Telly, the vocalist, were the most talented people in the band. To me, Telly, I don't care what their music sounds like compared to other bands that I like more than them. To me, Telly has top three best vocals in the scene.
1: Yeah, I think for me, Telly, Zach, Tony, Daniel, pretty much the whole band is talented. But I think the people who stand out the most, like you said, Jackson, is Luke and Telly. But everybody else is just pretty much staying with the whole like simplistic shit because everybody listens to like bands like Incubus and Metal and stuff like that. And I know they can showcase a lot of that influence that they have in their music.
0: Yeah, it's just, when I look back to Dark Matter, I wasn't extremely impressed. Like, it was okay. But I don't find myself listening to that at all anymore.
1: Yeah, I just listen to it. just, like, depends on whatever mood I'm in. Like, when I'm hearing, like, whatever I want to hear, less, like a, an Edema-type song, which Given In sounds like, obviously, I will put that on. Just to get reminded of that old-school alternative rock sound that we grew up on.
0: I mean, you're not putting on a Mice and Men, so...
1: I would put on a Mice and Men, but just not a uh, Cold World. I just put on a Restoring Forest the Deluxe Edition.
0: Oh. Uh, not much better. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it is better than Dark uh, Cold World, I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah, oh, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. All right, well, moving on... Oh, speaking of which... Oh, yeah, there we go. Do you want to take this one, Ty? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Ian's favorite band and favorite vocalist who did his favorite album, Cold World, Austin Carlisle, is leaving the hospital after a four-month stay due to him having surgery to fuse his spinal cord.
0: It's crazy the amount of stuff he has to go through. It is. And that's what sucks. You know, when I make fun of Cold World mercilessly, It has nothing to do with his issues. You know what I mean? Like, all I want is for everyone to be healthy and happy. So believe me, whenever I... But that's not going to stop me from making fun of a terrible album. Of course not. So it's great that he's out. It's great that he's feeling better. Like, I hope he continues to feel better. And I hope he never has to go to the hospital again for this stuff. It's crazy the amount of stuff he has to go through. But Cold World still blows.
3: (laughs) I have this tiny feeling... That of Mice and Men, not immediately, but maybe before March or February, they're going to have a new single. And I don't know why, but I feel like they have a lot that they'd like to get off their chest or maybe, or just let something out that I feel a single would take care of. I feel like Austin has a lot to say. I feel like the band has a lot to say. And they have something to prove now, because this isn't just us saying the album is bad. I personally like the album, but you know what I mean? It's not like if you go to iTunes, their review, uh, the rating is like a three out of five. Sure. And that's bad. It, you know, it, it's they know this. They know it's bad. And I feel like in their heads right now, they're already thinking, OK, so what are we going to do to make things better? And now that Austin Carlisle is out of the hospital, they could actually work on that instead of just thinking about it now. So I wouldn't be surprised that they release a new single not too far from now.
1: It's possible. Yeah, it's been four months So they have a lot of time to figure out what they did wrong and how they can do to well-oil the machine and push it forward, make it a lot better.
0: But you're forgetting that I don't think they think they put out a bad album. That's what they wanted to do.
1: But now they released it, they're probably having second thoughts.
0: Well, it was a commercial success too, right?
1: Yeah, I think it was, yeah.
0: So what do they care? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we can't help that.
0: You guys are looking at it very positively, so I hope for the same thing, but I don't think so because this is the direction the band has been going in for a while now, so it just seems like a foregone conclusion that this is what they want, that this isn't something where they're going to be like, oh, this is a stumbling step for us. They're going to go like, hey, we made something we like. Other people don't like it, but who cares because it's sold, and we're going to continue doing whatever we want, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Simpsons, probably everyone's favorite show of all time, just got renewed for a record-breaking 29th and 30th seasons. And too many bands from the scene that we know have appeared on the show, a.k.a. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins.
0: Not from our scene. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you.
1: Smashing Pumpkins, Blink-182, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, and Green Day have all been on Simpsons episodes And on the movie, Once Upon a Time. So uh, congratulations to The Simpsons on a major accomplishment. And hopefully we can see more bands, more newer bands from today's music world on The Simpsons. And we can talk about them some more.
0: Yay. More shittiness. (laughs) Yay. Wait, you don't like The Simpsons? Not anymore. Not for the last 20 years.
1: Yeah, oh, I, haven't been, I haven't been watching too much Simpsons either. I just watch back to the older stuff
0: though. Well, that's what I mean. Like, sure, turn on FXX or whatever when they have FXX, that yeah. yeah, when they have that marathon on. Like that's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, but nowhere it. else plays the reruns where you'd be like, "Oh, Mr. Plow's on." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Mr. been. Mr.
2: Plow. That's my
0: name. That's my name. My name it's again Mr. Plow. Is Mr. Plow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking great. But <laughs> they haven't been funny. And look, it's it's a matter yeah. of opinion. Humor is always a matter of opinion. It's just, come on. It, it's going to keep on going with nothing whatsoever.
1: And uh, God, I watched back to that part of the movie where Green Day was sinking in the acid water or whatever that was. And it started playing the sad song of Titanic.
0: I do not remember, I that. remember that. I remember, I I remember Smashing Pumpkins in the Lollapalooza episode. Yeah, of the, the Lollapalooza <laughs> when yeah. Homer was taking the cannonballs to his yeah. stomach and he was about to die. That was awesome. That was actually the first time I ever heard Smashing Pumpkins was on that show. Oh.
1: What?
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> My parents were very strict when I was young, so they never let me even watch The Simpsons. So I had to sneak around. Ooh.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's understandable because I had no too many people who couldn't watch The Simpsons because of religious beliefs or just very strict family
3: upbringing. Absolutely. I had no limits <laughs> at all. And look how you <laughs> turned out, GTA, Jackson. by like 10 years old. <laughs> and look how you turned out. Yeah, exactly. Yay!
1: <laughs> oh, man. Now, speaking of turnouts, this next story is going to be very interesting. Oh, it's pretty shit. much a conclusion, or a continuation, I should say.
0: So, there is a band called Oakley Dokali and <laughs> they have a song out called White Wine Spritzer. This was big time on Facebook today. I don't know why, just yeah. all of a sudden it hit everywhere. And it is a metal Hilarious band... video. Yeah, it's a metal band inspired by Ned Flanders, obviously the Oakley dokali part. And then also... There is a clip of The Simpsons, if you remember, when Ned has to you know, he's going out with Homer and he decides to have an alcoholic beverage and it's a oh white wine I remember, spritzer.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that episode.
0: So that's why <laughs> they're doing it this way. And actually, it's a gimmick. It's obviously a gimmick that's getting them attention, which is great for them. It's not a bad song. I didn't think so. Yeah, it was, I, yeah I don't think it's bad know.
1: either. It's better than but Cold it's World. It's
0: ironic to see it's kind of
1: ironic to see a whole bunch of Ned Flanders beam metal,
0: or should I say nettle? That's oh, how that's going good. I like that. Oh, I like that.
3: <laughs> uh, so it's weird. How dare to see you Nef- not play the sound effect? It's not up. <laughs>
0: well, it's kind of weird to see them. Yeah, it's kind of weird to see a bunch of Ned Flanders moshing in the living room in the music <laughs> video and then burying one of their own. Yeah, they beat up uh, Ned Flanders, who doesn't want a white wine spritzer.
1: Who doesn't want a white wine spritzer? I want one now, just thinking about it.
0: I don't know. I'm raising my hand. I don't really want a white wine spritzer.
1: <laughs> get the bubbly going. <laughs> Got that bubbly. And, Jackson, and Jackson's old enough to drink, so let's get him one, too.
0: He is. Yeah, he's, it's about time. He's old enough to drink and just went trick-or-treating. so.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. You had Probably dipping dip the up. candy in uh, vodka.
0: Let's hope. Oh, yeah. Well, for everyone who's out there, go ahead. Check out the song. I mean, I don't know how far this band is going to go, but for a gimmick song, it's not terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have pre orders on their band camp already, so they're probably oh going to no. be going somewhere with this.
0: Apparently, Jackson is totally against this. Are you guys hearing this?
3: <laughs> I just, like, I, I guarantee you, if they weren't dressed like Ned Flanders and there wasn't a video, this would be an awful song. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like I like a lot song. of random shit. It's fine with me. That is true.
1: I mean, if I saw the name Oakley Dokley, I would want to check it out anyway.
3: Ian loves gimmicks. That is true. I do. <laughs> Oakley Doakley. I think the best part of all this is just the band name. Oakley Doakley.
1: It I'm pretty is. sure all the song titles are going to be Ned Flanders quotes anyway.
3: I hope so. Yeah, I mean,
0: that would make total Radaroonie. sense. Right Yeah. <laughs> right a Rooney. All right. Yep. <laughs> well, let's move on, a Rooney, to the next yep. story here. Oh,
3: God. No, no, no. <laughs> the update. Don't make that a thing. <laughs>
0: You got to go with the flow. You got to go with the flow. (laughs) So yes, it is our favorite time. And I have a new song, actually, a new intro for this. Our favorite time of the show after reviews, of course. But here we go. Perfect. (laughs) And of course, that means it's time for the Asking Alexandria update. I can barely get through that. I can barely get through that.
1: <laughs> that was a good one, though.
0: Yeah, I thought that worked out pretty well. So, I like this update a lot because this is Ben Bruce reaching out. Everyone remembers the story I told last week about the guy who had reached out to Dennis Stoff a while back to do a vocal guest spot on his band's album. He had paid him 500 bucks and never saw that again, or 500 euros is one of the two. Euros. Yeah, Ben Bruce reached out, which is even more money. So Ben Bruce reached out to him and actually paid him the money instead and has no obligation to do that. But that's pretty cool. That's a good Yeah, that's a good
1: humanitarian act from asking Alexandria.
0: Because Sumerian could have done that. Anyone could have done that. But it was Ben who did it, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, even though I don't really... I'm not really a fan of Aston Alexander's music and all, but I respect Ben Bruce and his heart in a way.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, look, it's not like he's super rich. Like I'm sure he's doing well, but he has a brand yeah. new family, and then to reach out to someone who he doesn't even know if that person told the truth in the first place, but then to go ahead and selflessly give that money, I think is, I think it's great.
1: Yeah, I've seen the information and the stuff that the documents. That uh, this guy provided, and I read it every single picture, picture by picture, and it's like, yeah, it's definitely saying the the story. It's it's definitely correlating to the story that he was telling on the the YouTube video explaining the situation.
3: You know, the funny thing about this is that it also makes Dennis look even shittier. Yeah, it does. Because it's, it's you know, it's like when you're at work and you're not doing your job. What makes it worse is not when you get in trouble for it. But when someone doesn't even tell you anything, they just fucking do it. And then you're just like, oh, shit. And, and it just makes, like, I can only imagine what Dennis is feeling right now. And and it's it's deserved. I, I didn't see this from Dennis, to be honest with you. I'm glad all this is coming up now. Yeah,
1: I, now I, no, one's, I, no, no one's never going to want to work with Dennis ever again.
3: That's for sure, yeah. I uh, And it's funny because it kind of makes you think, like, so why was it that he said, there is no asking Alexandria to get what's paid to him when really he should have, you know, it's kind of the other way around. I don't, I don't really get why he says that. And we still don't know why he says that. But I think something like this kind of makes what he said just mean nothing.
0: Well, a lot of his stories, a lot of the behind the scenes things that people have said about Dennis has to do with money. Like he wanted more money in make me famous than the rest of the band. Like, he was supposed to be the front man. He was the one that was there for the glory. So it does seem like a lot of this is monetary-based.
1: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous.
3: He's a diva. We're learning that he's a diva, basically, and now no one's going to want to work with him.
1: Yeah, and I know a band from New York that has Dennis Stoff on one of their songs. I'm pretty sure they went through the same situation, too, but they're just not saying it.
0: Well, at least they got him on the track, though.
1: Yeah, they, they <laughs> rose into popularity. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> shit, there it goes. <laughs> All right. That's well, like, what, six?
0: Ah, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is time to move on, and we are going to hit on Of Mice and Men one more time. At least one more time oh today. I would
3: love to say, it will not be the last, I will tell you right now. <laughs>
0: it's very true. It's very true. So Revolver Magazine has their annual awards that you can vote on. So they have like best album, best band, all that kind of stuff. Now, we do not talk about many of the bands on the show because I was looking through trying to vote. And I was like, ah, there's really nothing here that I would normally vote for. Like the one thing on like fan base, they had Pierce the Veil. I'm like, when did Revolver ever go through Pierce the Veil? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was looking at that. But there were two awards that of Mice and Men were nominated for. One was Best Vocalist, and one was Best Drummer, which is what we had mentioned. How? That's my question. How is that possible? Because it's the two most mediocre things on that album.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, and I haven't even voted yet.
0: I voted. I just made sure it wasn't for Of Mice and Men. And I would like, <laughs> I would like people to vote and vote often not Of Mice and Men, like anything else. Vote for anything else. It doesn't matter. Just don't vote for Of Mice and Men.
3: Yeah, I made sure I didn't vote for Trump. I oh fuck. I mean, oh. I, I didn't. I didn't do the Oh shit. We we can cut that out, my bad. JK. Anyways, um I'm going to yeah, I'm going to bleep you. I, I, don't <laughs> 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 Oh shit. Um I wonder, and when they mean vocalist, do they mean Austin or do they mean um
0: Yeah, they or Aaron? Mean, they mean Austin. They mean Austin? Which makes huh. no sense.
3: It's not that he's a bad vocalist. I just don't see on that out album. of all the vocalists you know, out there, you know, why he would be on there. I mean, he's not bad. He's, You know, it's just...
0: Uh,
1: uh. it's just his performance was lackluster on that album.
0: Every single person I've had on this show this year is a better vocalist. Than...
1: Shout out to Garrett Russell.
0: Oh, I mean, I could shout out every single person that's been on the show who's an actual vocalist.
3: Mm-hmm. I was about to tell you, we've had a couple guitarists on the show. So oh, that's yeah, saying a lot.
0: Yeah, and we've had drummers, too. So anyways, I would just say I don't get it. I'm sure it's for popularity, but what I did really appreciate was when we had made fun of that Revolver issue that had, it was the whole cover story of Mice and Men, and it said, Best Metalcore Metal album. album. Well, guess what? <laughs> they weren't fucking nominated for Best Album of the Year All by right. Revolver. So <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny. There
3: you funny. have it. You got your wish, Ian. Funny how that works.
0: <laughs> well, maybe they'll have a whole Metalcore voting instead of yeah. Album of the Year. Who knows?
1: Alright, Greeley Estates are calling all the hopeless for 2017. other words, teasing new music for 2017. I cannot wait.
0: They have a little trailer out. It doesn't really show much. It's what, like two minutes or so? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to hear Greeley Estates' music after so long.
0: Yeah, I'd be happy to hear it. I mean, this is the comeback thing for everyone. Is you know, hey, let's come back and make a new album, and then we'll see if it's worthwhile, you know? Yeah. Alright, so... I think we have a... I don't know, Jackson, should you take this one? Yeah. You're damn right, a-
3: I'll take this one. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Oh, my uh, favorite band of all time, and I'm not being sarcastic at all, whatsoever. I mean, guys, if you could see my face, I'm so serious. They're my favorite band. Super serious. 21 Pilot took home two accolades at the EMAs, and the Twitter reaction is pretty crazy. See... What they did is what kind of like pop punk bands do where they like don't really care about awards and all that stuff. And it's like the cool thing to not care. So all they really did was get on Twitter and say, hey, Josh or hey, Tyler, did you see? Is that a 21 pilot song?
0: <laughs> no, it's celebration. Not,
1: it's a celebration.
3: <laughs> Which do you prefer?
0: Uh, Let's see. Hold on, Jackson. He
3: insecurely likes 21 Pilots. He's happy for the EMAs. I know it.
0: I've heard one song, Heathens. Which one? Oh, Heathens. And you liked it, right? No. (laughs) Bullshit. Just like I didn't like Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Margot Robbie.
3: You put him on the soundboard.
0: Yeah, for you, it says Jackson. (laughs) Watch
1: it. Anyway, so uh, the Twitter uh, reaction is crazy. So Jackson, want to elaborate further on that? Nope. Yeah,
3: they, uh, since it's just a two man band, they, uh, they just were replying back and forth on Twitter saying, Hey, did you hear we won two awards? Oh, man, that's so cool. Basically showing that it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought really they were, we're doing. Yeah, they're super cool.
3: The coolest. Yeah, they Badass. asked me to, uh, to ask Ian why he hates them so much. So, Ian, why do you hate them so much? They personally asked me this, by the way, because they want to be on because the show. Of you.
0: Oh, yeah, because I'm stopping them from being on the show. I forgot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's hard. I only have bands on here that I like, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I let you do the interview, so <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a tag out. I'd be like, hey, guys, welcome to the show. Now Jackson's going to talk to you.
3: Yeah. And you just hear, like, me heavy breathing over the mic.
0: Yeah, talk about... Oh, my God.
3: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, talk about <laughs> me fanboying out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
3: I'm a professional, damn it.
0: There you go. <laughs> So, whatever. Oh, 21 Pilots. Yay. Right? Yay. Right. Watch it. We're moving on. That wasn't even worth talking about. <laughs> moving on up to the new songs. All right. So, Bring Me the Horizon release their new video for Oh No.
1: The one with the descriptive video
0: where the band is performing in a recording studio and there's oh. the
1: Japanese mafia and the, the baby
3: with the <laughs> saxophone in his
0: mouth. Right, 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 right. Is that a baby oh, though? Oh, I should have known.
3: What is that? <laughs> it's probably a deceased
0: baby or something. Oh
2: That's geez. what it looked
3: like. It looked like an aborted child, dude. There might be like some secret message behind this, like, you know how Bring Me The Horizon is? They get <laughs> yeah. all funky.
0: What a secret message that must be.
3: Right? Who knows? <laughs>
0: Well, look, go look at the video and see for yourself and Twitter us and let us know at IanHatesPodcast. What is that baby? What is that yeah. baby? Hashtag, what is that strange. baby?
3: <laughs> yeah, they use major clickbait on this too. Cause like if you find it on YouTube, that is the the whole, you know, title screen is just a picture of that baby with a saxophone. Actually, I think it's a trombone.
1: Hmm. Trombone, saxophone. It's still the same thing. I
3: forget. They're all
1: woodwind wood instruments.
0: I realize I barely what? watch music videos anymore. Yeah, Ty, I think you're. You're incorrect. Um, a
2: little <laughs> bit, just, just a just little a bit. <laughs> bit.
0: <laughs> so we also have Papa Roach with Crooked Teeth.
1: Pretty decent song. The rapping is coming back slowly, little by little. And the breakdown at the end. This one you wanted to touch up on.
0: I did did. Uh, I see that they are back to rap, as you mentioned. <laughs> I think that's a bad move. I don't I know why you said that. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I'll know why. Go back
2: to rap.
0: Um, yeah. I was proud of them for what they had been accomplishing without doing that. I think it's a very bad move to go back to rap. And then also I don't know. I guess they were trying to be different with whatever quote unquote breakdown they were trying for.
1: Yeah, they were hanging out with Memphis Mayfire too much, I'm assuming.
0: Hey, they, at least they had some breakdowns on that album.
1: The last one, Fear? Yep.
0: No. All right. No no no, I'm talking about Memphis Mayfire.
1: <laughs> this light I oh. hold. Yeah. So yeah, I like the song. It's not that bad, but it could be a lot better though. I just wait the wait to hear the the rest of the album, so.
3: I find rapping in music nowadays, like especially metal a little bit cheesy kind of. What? Well, like maybe not all bands, but the way Papa Roach does it, like to go back to it, you know? I I just it just sounds cheesy. I don't I don't know what. It, I just didn't dig it, man. Like I, I just heard the rapping part and I was like, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're doing that, and I it, just, it was just a turn off. I I didn't dig it really. It, it's a bad move.
0: I'm with you. Well, we have a new album to look forward to, I guess, in 2017. Yay! Yeah. Maybe
3: it's a one thing and they don't actually carry that in the album. That would Hopefully. be
1: nice. I All guess right. Jacoby misses rapping, so.
3: I guess I I did not,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm about to make some fans of Ian hates music very happy, because I believe oh that in almost a year of doing this show, and by the way, over 100 episodes of Ian hates music and Ian hates movies, oh, over 100 episodes, yeah, I don't think we have ever brought up Dropkick Murphys on the show.
1: Yeah, and nope. they're from Ian. They're from Ian's state.
0: They're from Ian's town, and if you listen, yes. if you listen to the track. They specifically mention a bunch of stuff, but here's my concern. I mean, didn't, didn't shipping up to Boston come out like 10 years ago? I think so. Yeah, so why are we listening to it again?
3: <laughs> oh, no. I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to piss off my friends because actually one of my friends is in that music video. Is in that lyric oh, video? Really? Yeah, she's a oh, super boy. fan. Oh yeah, super fan of Javi Camarfy's. Look, they're talented. I just don't like bands that sound the same in everything that they do.
3: There's no yeah. point in listening to it anymore.
0: Yeah, what's yeah. the point? Like they're fun yeah, to go not... see live. Like if you want to put up with the drunken Bostonness, like it's fine. Yeah. Like go to a show, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just walk, dropkick Murphys, beat, dropkick Murphys, and hear it live too, as well.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not stopping you. If this is your type of music, like that's great. But for me, I hear the song and I'm like shipping up to Boston. Okay, same exact yeah. tone, same exact everything, except I maybe the agree. yeah the words are jumbled around. And I know I'm pissing off my friends. I'm doing it a little bit on purpose too. But they know (laughs) Look, they travel around the country to see them. They've traveled. Are you
3: going extra, Ian?
0: A little bit extra. Yeah, because I don't hate Dropkick (laughs) Murphys. I just would never listen to them. Like, I think they're talented. They definitely are talented. It's just it's not my style. Like, they don't fit in this show. You know what I mean? Like, they're not they're not even in the scenes that we talk about, which isn't a bad thing. But it's just. Yeah. And by the way, we didn't even mention the name is Blood. And they have a new album coming out in 2017, I believe. Yep. So who knows? Maybe I'll think up some kind of a segment where we talk to my friends and do like a trivia show on Dropkick Murphys or something. We'll figure out some gimmick. Yeah, we'll figure out some gimmick for the show because I know they'll love it.
1: Yeah, and I thought the track was kind of like, yeah, I don't know what to think of the track. I thought a little bit sounded like too much like social distortion in the way with bagpipes.
0: Sure, I'm. I'm sure that that's been brought up before. <laughs> I
1: don't yeah, know the typical Dropkick Murphy vocals, gang vocals, and all that stuff. I don't know anything maybe else. Same old. Yeah, anything yeah, maybe, else we too, made me think too much of The Departed.
0: Well, the song was in The Departed, that's why I don't know why we're even talking about it. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get so much shit for that, by the
3: way. Good, you need it. Wake oh. you up. <laughs> Shot is fired. I thought he was about to do the watch it. He was about to hit me with that soundboard. (laughs) And that's what he goes with.
1: Running man.
0: Uh, Let's move on to Crystal Lake with their new track, Omega. We made the announcement last week about their brand new album coming out, I believe, in December. Yeah. Correct?
1: Just before the end of the year.
0: Jackson, you made a sound like I was incorrect, which I never am. So what happened? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I just
3: said, yeah. What no, you I, talking talking with I don't know. Oh, I was like, shit. I was, getting,
0: I was getting back at you for that last comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys think?
1: I thought it was a really good track. It's a, a pretty much a continuation a little bit of an evolving sound for Crystal Lake because their last album was really good, but I'm looking forward to hearing this album because their songs that they released from their last album was good, but this one definitely has me looking forward to their newest album coming out next year, so can't wait for you to hear that.
0: Their new album coming out this year. Are you you looking at the future and they're coming out with another new album next year? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Damn, they're on fire. I think they probably matured a little bit from their last effort, they still follow that metalcore formula, which was a uh-huh. little bit unfortunate. But I think their guitars and I think their drumming stood out in this track. So I am looking forward to seeing what they've got with the rest of the album. I just wasn't blown away by this because I think the problem with them is even though they're Japanese, right? hmm uh-huh. I think the issue is that's the only thing that makes them stand out. I
1: agree. That they're Japanese.
0: Like We have a a few different bands from other countries that are doing metalcore and they're speaking English and they're singing while they're doing it, but I think that's the only thing that really makes them stand out. I think they need to break away from the pack a little bit more. Mm, I I agree with you.
3: Yeah, it's it's just the same old formula that you hear over and over basically with metal bands. It's a really good song, to be honest, and it, it is a lot more matured from their previous sounds, basically instrumental. Um, sort of maturing not really vocals the vocals pretty much sound the same but but it's like you said i don't really see us even really talking about this if they weren't japanese because it's just nothing new it really isn't and right. and i do think they have the talent to separate themselves yeah. from the same old same old but i just don't feel like they're doing it right now but then again, you never know when this new album comes out. It might be a total banger, and sure. you know it might have all sorts of different elements to this album, kind of like a, a day to remember kind of album where every single is just a complete different genre. And I feel like Crystal Lake can do that.
1: They could do that. I mean, we will know eventually when this album drops. So,
0: Ty, I saw what you did there. It didn't really work with Jackson because Jackson said. We'll see when the album comes out. When you do that, you say, We'll never know. And that's why we always call (laughs) it. That's why we always say, But we will know. (laughs) Because that's what you're trying to do. (laughs) We shall see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are going on to Our Last Night with Common Ground. Now, once again, I think this is kind of the similar thing we were talking about before. They are out on that tour right now with Hands Like Houses, Out Came the Wolves and The Color Morale, so they're getting a new song out there so that people are interested in going out and checking them out. I personally I like this track. I think they brought it a little bit heavier than the last album, Younger Dreams. So I'm happy to hear them return to form a little bit. And they're just super talented. Like They never stop, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially for a DIY band that's still doing it right now.
0: No, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to seeing them. It's the day before Thanksgiving I'm going to that show. And it's just going to be awesome. And I really like this track, so I'm looking forward to seeing it in their whole new set list and everything.
3: Where's that? Did you already get your tickets?
0: Oh, yeah. The minute they came out.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I was about to say, this better not be another dance, Cabin dance. No. no. <laughs> you... I'm
0: not supposed to be out of town for this one, so I should be fine. No, this is actually pretty cool, too. And I think for other people that are interested... They might be doing it at all the other venues as well, but I know that instead of charging people for VIP tickets and passes like every band is doing right now, which is cool. It's nothing against the bands. I think most of them put on a unique show, like they'll do acoustic shows. They'll do like these unique merch bundles and stuff. If you do the VIP stuff, they're not doing that. They're saying every single person who buys a ticket, if you show up an hour and a half earlier to the venue, you get to meet all the bands.
3: I think that's sick. how it should be. I I don't know what it is with me, but I find it weird to pay to meet somebody. You know, I I don't know. It doesn't sit that well with me. And I don't want I don't want to be like completely biased. I've done it before. Sure. But after like the second or third time I did it, I was like, you know what? I don't really know how to explain it. It just doesn't sit well with me. I find it really hard to tell myself, you know, I paid this much To meet somebody, and I know it's like, oh, well, that's your favorite band, you know, and this and that, but it just it doesn't feel right. (laughs) And I hope I think you understand.
0: I think for me, I never look at it as paying to meet the band. I look at it as paying for the extra amenities that they put into it. For instance, I did it for Silverstein, and sure, they come around. It's like five people. And they're just hanging out with you. You're not waiting at a table and then you, you know, they do a question-answer thing. They come around, they talk to you, and then you get all this unique merch and you get to watch from the side stage. It's the same as I bought VIP tickets for the Killing Day Fest, the Ice Nine Kills one. Because Ice Nine Kills is going to put on a private acoustic show before the actual show. And then that's you meet different. them, yeah, that's and then the,
3: yeah, that's worth the extra money.
0: Yeah, then there's unique stuff that they also have for merch as well. And once again, this is stuff that they're giving you. so that's that's what I consider it. So I never really consider it the pay to meet, but there are bands that just do the pay to meet. and that one I don't understand. that one I wouldn't do. It would have to be a specific like band, yeah.
1: yeah, oh. I definitely agree with you on certain parts of your arguments. And here and there. So yeah, I would love to go watch bands from the side stage because I'm tired of showing in the back because I've been doing that these past couple shows, and I really want to be side stage from now on.
0: Yeah, side stage is fun because that way you're just out of it. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry yeah. about anything, and you just know your space is already there. So I I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely big on
3: the space issue. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm not an old man like you guys. Oh, fuck you.
1: You young boy.
0: Yeah, I'm 6'5", so I don't like to block people like you. So that's why I'm normally in the back.
3: You just call it short, man. Yeah, how much that frustrates me when people are, and they know, that's the thing. Like, they know that they can clearly, you know, just take one step behind me, and they will easily see over me. Have to stand right in front of me, knowing that I'm most likely the shortest person there.
0: But that's why I'm so fucking awesome. Yeah, I am. Because I put myself (laughs) out. For the likes of people like you. You (laughs) But I will tell you this. Here's a little funny thing. Every single concert I go to where I get there early, you know, I talk to bands, I do whatever. I get there early. I get my spot. There will always be someone who's like six foot or six foot two with big puffy hair that will always stand in front of me. And it's like, dude, no, no. you can go everywhere else. You're tall like I am. There's a reason why I'm here. Why do you have to stand in front of me?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, They weird. don't give a shit. No. And once
0: again, so it's so fuck it. But I do try they and look out for too.
3: that. That's what I find funny because they'll do the little thing where they like turn around to pretend they're looking at like something else. And then really they want to see what's going on oh. right behind them. Shit, I'll just not make eye contact and he won't know that I noticed.
0: They don't do that to me because I'd punch him in the face. they're not fucking with me on purpose believe me oh boy but um see i didn't even reach for it there that counts as something Uh, different right yeah that counts as something different classic let's move on to a brand new bullet for my valentine track don't need you
1: yeah supposedly it's off the uh, ep that they're supposedly releasing either later this year or early next year but I thought the track was a pretty solid track, even though it's not the Poison album anymore. It's been years (laughs) since that album dropped. But it's still back on the heavier side, and it's touching a little bit upon the old-school Bullet For My Valentine sound that people have grown to love when they first got into Bullet For My Valentine. And, of course, the reaction is... Pretty much all over the place. People are comparing them to Bring Me the Horizon because the riffs sound like Shadow Moses, and people are calling them Bullet from My Horizon, and the song title is called Don't Need Moses.
0: Ah. Uh, well, it's nice that they went with the same joke
3: three different times. <laughs> yeah. How ironic. Yeah.
1: And also, if I remember correctly, I remember seeing a comment that I know Jackson's going to love that it Uh-oh. says, Bullet for my Valentine now sounds like Bring Me the Horizon when they were good before they sold out and my commercial.
3: It sounded like Coldplay. Okay. That, that person, person went extra.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're very informed.
3: Yeah, for real. <laughs> that, that was like a really off-the-wall yeah, comment was, that guy made.
0: That's like Garth Brooks, guys. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh. so yeah talking like that forever <laughs> thank you yes
1: <laughs> don't need you is out on youtube check it out be on the lookout for new music from both for my valentine it's gonna be sick
0: yeah it's so fine go check it out it wasn't bad yeah yeah, yeah. i saw i saw I really them live i saw them live this year and they were really good so i'll give them another shot with
1: another album
3: yeah saw them live
1: with Escape to fate once they were pretty good
3: i actually really like the song i uh it's definitely better than any song off the Venom album they recently released. That's Agreed. 100% sure. And I feel like they know that they didn't hit the nail with their last album and that's why they are already working on new stuff and changing their sound completely cuz you know that when they released their last album everybody's obviously assuming, "Well, that's that's how they're going to sound now." But with this single it'll reassure everybody like, "Yo guys, you know this is what, you know, we're good at, so this is what we're going to do." And I hope it's like that. I hope that they're sticking to that because this is where they excel to me. This is where they stand out. And you can really say that is fucking badass. That is Bullet For My Valentine, not Venom. Venom is another generic metal album.
1: Yeah, because a lot of the comments on YouTube saying, oh, this is what Bullet For My Valentine should have sounded like albums ago. And, of course, they said it in the interview that, that this is the sound, the this song in particular, is the signification that this is the sound that we're going to go for in the future. So I'm definitely looking forward to hearing it.
0: What word did you use?
1: Significantly. <laughs> Significantation. That? You called it significantation.
0: Significantation. That's what Jackson <laughs> said. That's what Jackson. No, said. I'm pretty sure that's what you said, Ty. Uh,
1: significant sound or whatever, whatever. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah,
2: definitely
0: for it. <laughs> All right, we will. But yeah. We'll leave that stuff. one behind. It is for people that don't know. We obviously record this show earlier than when it's released. So today is actually election day. So we have. Yes, Stray From The Path released a brand new track today called The House Always Wins with a music video. And it's pretty creepy. And it's all about the election, obviously, with The House Always Wins. I'm not a huge fan of the rapping, but I think everything else in the song, just saying we're fucked no matter what, you know, we're fucked no matter who wins, all that kind of stuff. I'm completely for that message. Good for them. It's
3: doomsday, not election day. If only it yeah. was
0: the apocalypse with zombies, I'd be completely fine.
3: well going back
1: to the Simpsons episode where Kane and Kodos took over Bob Dole and Bill Clinton's body, and Bill Dole in Under the Alien Skin said, Your
0: planet is doomed. Doomed You said Bill Dole. Did
2: I say started. Bill Dole or Bob Dole? You, did.
0: you said Bill Dole. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, well hey, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs>
1: I think I voted for Carlos
0: too. Now everyone has to decipher what our,
1: what our message is. <laughs>
0: Who did we vote for? Sure
1: I think Jackson's going to vote for Kane.
0: Jackson.
3: I voted for Ned Flanders.
0: Jackson shouldn't be allowed to vote. He just Ouch. last week trick-or-treated. <laughs> People, millennials on that tail end, shouldn't be allowed <laughs> to vote.
3: The millennials oh are going to run this place. And I'm a fucking millennial. Real
0: I'm a millennial. I'm on the last part of the millennials.
3: Well, you might be right. You're older and whatever. wiser,
0: wiser motherfucker. I think that's the word you're looking for.
3: Yeah, you, you've uh, you've lived a little longer and seen a little more, heard a little more.
0: And my ears well, have matured. My, my ears have matured, so I don't like Coldplay and Twenty One Pilots. Okay,
3: and we can skip this now. <laughs> it, it went there. You you always know when it's nearing the end of the conversation, and when he brings that up, that's when we, I just gotta throw the towel down and just suck it up, whatever.
1: <laughs> it's all you can do.
0: It's true. Yeah. All it's right, Doomsday, well, buddy. look, we're not a political show, so we're not going into all this shit. But go ahead, check out a brand new song from Straight From The Path if you want to get a little political while you're doing your drinking games and whatnot. Who knows? The world could be done. Like, this show might not ever come out. We don't know. Whoa. Uh, trippy, right? Hey. Well, I think we're all set for new songs. So how about we move See. on to Concert Reviews.
1: Let's do it. First one, Trash Talk, California Hardcore Band from California. They toured with Antoine and Black Noise, and they stopped by this venue called the Brooklyn Night Bazaar in Brooklyn, New York. Craziest hardcore show I've ever been to in my entire life. It's Damn. very, it's, it's a very small, intimate venue, not really small, but it's a bar in the back and the stage on the other side of it, but it's packed with a lot of people. The of course, the openers, Antoine and Black Noise, were mostly rap music, and they got the crowd pretty hyped up. They had little mosh pits, push pits going here and there. But the the real energy and the real the real uh, hardcore stuff was going on is all when Trash Talk was coming on. And so I never counted so many stage divers in my entire fucking life, man. It's crazy yeah. because it's people stage diving here and there, and of course tragically, my iPod got lost among the
3: crowd. Oh.
1: So an I'm iPod-less.
3: I was about to say you didn't get it?
1: I sent out an email to the venue saying if they find it, uh, contact me because I'm pretty sure it's under the stage. I'm pretty sure people kicked it under the stage when they were stage diving and all that other shit. But...
0: I'm pretty sure it's back in 2004.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, so much stage diving. Got a couple of pictures off the show, and so much uh, songs on the set list, which is a minute or less, because they're a hardcore band, right. and they follow that old-school style, so th- it was definitely a great show, definitely exhausted from being at that show, trying to escape the stage diving and the moshing, and so much good music coming from Trash Talk, and it's crazy. You have
3: embraced it.
1: I, oh, I have embraced it, come on. I, this is the first time, second time I've seen Trash Talk live, because I've seen them the first time, at Afro Punk Fest, which is an outdoor kind of festival, but not, never in an intimate club like Brooklyn Night Bazaar, which everything was so chaotic.
3: Did you crowd yeah,
1: I this? Me? No, <laughs> I never crowd surf. I'm afraid of oh, man.
0: Crowd surfing for dorks. Thing what? Is,
1: con- the thing is, I'm concerned about because the last time I heard somebody stage diving, they died because Miss uh- May, I was playing at uh, the studio Webster Hall. What? I'm pretty sure y'all remember that story.
0: No. I don't. No. Yeah, that, yeah, was that was actually that?
1: happened. That, that that actually happened, I think, 2013, I think. Yeah, what? that's why I don't, I don't really crowd stuff all that much. I'm just, like, observing what's going on on stage and seeing the crowd reaction and all that other stuff. And that's why I got with Trash Talk. So.
3: Gotcha. Stage diving is thy shit.
1: It yeah. is the shit, but you never know if anybody's going to be there to catch you or not. Next show, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this band many times on this show before.
3: Michelle
2: <laughs> so yeah, Meshuga
1: headline PlayStation Theater with High On Fire as opening band. And let me tell you, Meshuggah, even though their newest music these days sounds like it blends the entire album all the way through, they right. know how to put on this show. And they're very chill on stage with their eight string guitars and it's definitely it's definitely more lights showing instead of the band because on stage, you, all you see is lights, like blinking lights, search lights, stage lights, all this other stuff. But it definitely makes up for a good show because the chugging and the sound effects that come from their instruments definitely, I think it's when the lights are triggered to go with whatever sound that they do on stage. So they're very chill. They played a lot of their older stuff, some of their newer stuff, and they closed out the show with my favorite Meshuggah song of all time, Future Breed Machine. Love it. There you go. It's a very lit show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. Last show. Last show was a very uh, local show. It's not so much of a big show. And it's definitely a bunch of local bands performing In Loving Memory, whose Starboy cover we talked about on the show before. They headlined a show in Brooklyn, with my good friends in Bedlam Barrio, an alternative rock band from Queens, Moonfall, an alternative band from New York City, and another band called Ocean Apart from New York. It was definitely a lot of positive vibes in the show, and I think it's definitely what's been missing in my local scene for years and years and years now. Well, I hope they cut
0: out that filthy language that they use in their track.
1: (laughs) Oh, you mean the the N-word in the Starboy cover? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they didn't they didn't perform filthy. That, though. They,
3: absolutely filthy <laughs> filthy
1: yeah they didn't cover that song though because i didn't think they had time to work it in their set so gotcha. they did perform another cover though so what cover and was that see i forgot oh, okay. it's definitely a poppy song but everybody sang along to it just when in the when in love and memory are on stage everybody has fun they're a very poppy metalcore band and they definitely get the crowd going yeah very very good group of guys and Hanging out with them was is always fun. Especially all these other bands like Bedlam Barry and Moonfall. Everybody hung out together, it was all positive vibes. Everybody supported each other. So yeah, definitely definitely a great show. I really enjoyed myself. So hopefully the local scene gets to be like that again, but even though in real life it'll never happen.
0: Alright, well very nice, Ty. Well, we all might right. as well talk about upcoming shows as well. So next week I'm actually missing a show right now for this show. But it's okay. Oh it's Icon for what hire. Like they're, they're fine. Mm. They used yeah. to be, I think now they're more poppy. Before they were that kind of coolish alternative rock, which worked out pretty well. But it's one of those things where I don't need to see them. Right. But yeah. next week, I am going to see the 10th anniversary show oh. of Tales Told by Dead Friends of Mayday Parade.
1: Not fair. Yeah, that was the first EP I've gotten into made
0: a parade by so exactly same with me i've seen them in like small churches before which is kind of funny but they've always done really well and believe me if they were just coming around on tour i would not go see them but because they're going to be playing the entire ep and then i'm sure going throughout their discography it's worth it for me for that
1: yeah i will go see it
0: yeah they'll be there with Modern Chemistry, who I haven't heard yet, so I'll check out some of their stuff. But for me, yeah, I know they probably won't do it, but I would love for them to play You Be the Anchor That Keeps My Feet on the Ground off A Lesson in Romantics. I'm sure they probably won't. But that song, man, that has all the feels in it. That's got got all... Ian has feels. I know. I can't believe I have feelings. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I
3: feel like everybody has ties to Mayday Parade. Tie? (laughs) <laughs> oh
0: no. <laughs> no, I think so, everyone yeah. does. I mean they completely change their sound a lot, so we'll see yeah. how it goes. but I think this is worth it. It's a small venue, which is also very unique for them now because now they do pretty much arenas whenever they're going around. So this will be a yeah. fun yeah. show. This shouldn't be yeah. too bad at all. So that's next mm-hmm. and then the week after I'll have more. but I think that covers everything for now. Do you guys have anything upcoming besides? the bring me the horizon under oath and bear tooth that we My finally Lord. i know
1: yeah. i know your and jackson's favorite band palisades are going to be going out with siler and uh another band i think they're touring i think december so i think they're going to be stopping by your state ian and probably no. your state jackson they
0: are so. not coming to mass
3: i saw um, that yeah they're coming to good old day last yeah that's day uh, last <laughs> Yeah, Daylast. They they're coming December eighteenth, I believe. Oh yeah. But oh, that bring me the Horizon Underworld and Baretooth show. That's they're amazing. They're coming to the good old Daylast too. Yeah. And oh my gosh, they're going
0: is- to Lowell, Massachusetts in March.
1: Yeah. They're coming, uh, they're coming to New York on March twentieth, and hopefully my uh, lady comes up to see me so we can go together.
0: All right, let's go into tours going on right now. So these tours have been on the list for a few weeks, which is fine. So that way people can pick up tickets from time to time if they didn't remember. But we've got the New Era Tour with Farewell, My Love, The Funeral Portrait, and Matt Skadjum. We've also got Friends of the Show, Alteris and Young Medicine, going out on tour together right now as well. You've got the August Burns Red, 10 Years of Messengers on tour with Protest the Hero in Heart's Wake and 68. You've got the King 810 limited engagements in December, which we also talked about before, the Hella Chuggy Pop Punk Tour with Bad Case of Big Mouth, Settle Your Scores and Safe So Simple, and then you got the Thanks Thanksgiving Day Killing Fest or Thanks Killing Day Fest, whatever it's called. Yeah,
1: you got to write the second time though.
0: There we go. Well, it's assuming we survive, it lives It Breeze and Ice Nine Kills, they're going around as well, plus the Hands Like Houses, The Color Morale, Our Last Night, and Out Came the Wolves shows as well as the Palisades that we were talking about before. So right now, I think the tours are kind of winding down a little bit.
3: The albums are too.
0: No, it's true. We're gonna <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit too. But also, like everything's sold out for Mayday Parade. Yeah. Oh boy. Every single date. <laughs>
3: I bet you that happens to the Under Oath Tour, too, with Bring Me the Horizon. As soon as those go on sale, that's like a, you have to pick that up as soon as those tickets come out.
1: That's thing why. is, they're not stopping in Florida, though. What? Uh, thing is, they're not stopping in Under o- Underworld uh, Under Oath and Bring Me the Horizon not stopping in Florida.
0: But why is he bring that up?
1: Because Jackson mentioned it. What? Yeah. What? She said, no. said something about Under Oath in Florida and the Bring Me the Horizon Tour, and when the, the tickets go on sale, they're going to sell out, and I'm like, no, they're not coming to Florida because my lady lives in Florida, and they're not coming around Miami or Orlando or whatever. I'm still, <laughs> Y'all still confused? <laughs>
0: the fuck? no Ty. it's just funny because you didn't understand what we were talking about before and then you definitely misheard jackson somehow because he definitely did not mention florida whatsoever (laughs) i'm
1: pretty sure he did i'm pretty sure he did all
0: right let's do this no no is there any type of a bet we can have an ian hates music bet of something oh shit because as you know, I have to re-listen to the show. So it's not like yep. this is going out live and we'd have to re-listen. You know what I mean? I have to go back through the show before it goes out. So I'm going to know. I'm going to know for sure. So is there any type of bet that we can think of?
3: If I, I didn't say Florida. So if I did, I have to do the intro and outro of the next episode in a girl voice. Ooh. Oh. Ho,
0: ho. Well, it's... It's 2016, so I've not guessed your gender anyways, I was just. How <laughs>
3: dare you assume my gender, yeah, dare
0: Ian? How yeah. dare you? Yeah,
1: so you could be,
0: do, be
2: doing your I'll regular pretty, voice.
1: I'll pretty much, if I lose the bet, I'll do the opening, and then they'll do the segment transitions, and just lead everything. i lead everything. What kind Positive. of punishment Positive. is that? <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. That's not a punishment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lee, Ian is the one who carries a lot of the load, so to take it off of him that and put it on me, that would be... That'd
0: be that'd be sweet. Anyway. So I'm not sure how we're going to do this bet, but I'm just glad both of you guys didn't say, oh, if I win, the other person has to do this topless, because that would just help no one. So I'm very glad. <laughs> very glad we didn't go through that. So we'll just we'll oh, leave it at man. that for now. I think that ends our tours section. So let's go on to our favorite part of the show. <laughs> Whoa, it's weird. Everything just like stopped. Jackson, can you do the first
3: album? Okay. (laughs) Starting album reviews off with Attila, releasing Chaos on Sharp Tone Records.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: There's a reason why I'm starting this album off is because I think we're going to go from worst to best. Oh. So, I'm going to go ahead and say this album was not good. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh,
2: I think uh, Jax well, trying I, to take the I'll easy way.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what. In my eyes, it's a success because it was better than I thought.
0: Yay, there you go. That's
3: about as good as it gets in my eyes. It, it was better than I thought, so it was successful. Yay. <laughs> but it's just not a good album there's nothing special to me that you have to hear the whole album i feel like you get the gist of it with the singles and those are the only good songs on the album if you ask me and i don't even really consider those that good but the singles are the highlights of the album i really don't like any songs that weren't already released except maybe obsession Obsession was was pretty good. But other than that, I don't like it. I really don't. And go ahead, Ian. Roast me a new one.
1: Speaking of obsession, can we talk about War From A Harlot's Mouth trying to get out of Attila for ripping off their machine gun breakdown? Go ahead. We got War From A Harlot's Mouth. Day, I think a day, the same day the album comes out, they claim that Attila ripped off their machine gun breakdown from one of their songs of their past albums. And they claim that Attila don't know how to write their own music. They're mentally challenged. And I have a couple of uh, you, uh, Facebook commenters that are pretty funny, which one follower said, It's quote unquote super cool to quote unquote block haters, but I seriously hope that your bro douchecock frontman gets hit by 18 wheeler traveling at freeway speeds.
0: Wait, but who's that against?
1: That's against uh, Attila okay. on uh, War From a Harlot's <laughs> Mouth. <laughs> I uh, to make sure.
0: Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> and then another one on War From a Harlot's Mouth's Facebook page about Attila is, the re- and it's going against War From a Harlot's Mouth. It says, the reason you guys are known because of that sample, it's a pretty generic song, like it or hate it, Attila has a unique sound, and they are way bigger than you guys.
0: They don't have a unique sound, but they are way bigger. It's yes. definitely
3: star. way bigger. Right. I, I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard of that band.
0: No, I've no, never heard Violet's of that band. They're from I, I, I Germany, right?
3: Mouth, and I think so, yeah.
0: Germany. Now, I listen to both. It mm-hmm. is an exact replica. It's absolutely. The question is, yeah. did they steal it or not? That's what it comes down to. It's definitely an exact replica of that. So Attila came out way later. Obviously, that track came out in 2007. This comes out this week, 2016. So there's no doubt about that. But I can't say for sure they stole it. What I will say though is whatever, this will give that band a little bit more notoriety. Yeah, which is great that, you know, whatever works for you in that case. What I will say though is I completely disagree with what Jackson said. I Uh think the worst tracks on the album are the ones they release as singles. I think there are a few okay tracks on this (laughs) album (laughs) i didn't mind the fuck that shit find me in the mosh pit whatever fucking track because it's so stupid it's so stupid that it's just funny i don't know look
3: but it's not good
0: no i don't saying
3: that ignite and those songs are worse than mosh pit i
0: think so personally
3: mosh pit is the
1: worst song in the album
0: really I don't know, yeah, man. The worst song. You know what, Ty? Fuck that shit. You can see me in the mosh pit. All right? I'm not, I'm right, not no, taking you that. You
1: guys are too old to be in the mosh pit. <laughs> Fuck you. you. That
2: was actually that. really funny. That was good. Oh, man. So, yeah. My take on the album, it's,
1: ba- it's basically about that life part, too, because it has variation, like about that life I had a long time ago. But I think Chaos had way more variation because you had yes. your singing songs, you have your shitty rap-sounding songs. It has your typical Attila breakdown songs. And, of course, you can cue the sound. My guilty pleasure tracks are Obsession and Bulletproof. <laughs> and I, one thing I caught on the song Queen, it had a little bit of a snippet sample of the song Still Not a Player by Big Pun.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. Don't I Don't stop. Not notice. Get it, get it? <laughs> oh, okay. Look, I probably went through this album twice. I probably will never listen to it again. But we've made fun of this for a long time. I don't think it was as bad as... No, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like That's what I'm saying. This definitely wasn't as bad. And for sure, I would much rather listen to this than Cold World. There you go. Yeah. So I was going into this thinking like maybe I just set the bar so low with cold world that it's just easy to step over i know i've said that before i think it goes for this album as well
1: yeah how many albums that we've talked about that have stepped over cold world
0: every single one except for whatever <laughs> a mirror is gonna do
3: oh boy. i can't wait to review that one <laughs> I, th- I think i'm gonna say i love it just to piss you off. Know. Oh.
0: well i think the problem will be that you actually will love it i think that's the problem you no. probably will Why? yeah
3: never <laughs> like the mirror he
0: so you probably will I don't think there's that much to go into with this one. I just thought there's some fun stuff on here. I think out of all their albums, this is a progression, whether you want to believe yeah. that or not. Yeah. I think it is. Mm. I don't know. It's just funny that, you know, the big time magazines in our scene are like, "Make sure you don't listen to this if you're easily offended." I'm like, come on. Like, who gives a fucking shit?
3: It's not that I don't care about that. No, I know it's, you don't. It's just the songs. I mean, it it's not really the whole shit that he says it's partially that it's it's not that i take offense to it or anything like that it's just not that good music and to me the only song that i really thoroughly enjoy and i think it's an amazing song and it's probably my favorite song by them is let's get abducted that song is so fucking good well i I love that i like
0: that song too because we talked about on the show but i think there are better songs on the album than that song
3: if you're saying yeah. Mosh Pit is better than Let's Get Adducted, then everything you just said is false. Yeah, I will not take yeah. it. Yeah, if you
0: if fuck you say that, that shit, you, you and... can meet me in the Mosh Pit. Same. <laughs> yeah, if
1: you say that, I'm gonna mosh get a button a better for that. Song, I would just get up and just walk away right now.
0: That's gonna be and meet me in the Mosh Pit. That's yeah. that's oh gonna be my, God, my new. still doing that. That's gonna be my new button. <laughs> I don't have a button no. for that. No. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so much fun next week. Oh man, I can't Please wait. don't. I can't wait. He's
3: gonna do it. Damn fucking straight it. I
0: am. I'm a fucking professional genius in this motherfucker. It's gonna
3: be stuck in my head now too. That's the funny part.
0: For anyone who's interested, it's Attila with Chaos on Sharp Tone Records. They're they're also out on tour right now. And the only band I would really, really want to see is Siler. But we've talked about that in the it's
3: past. It's all shit. Jeez. Mm-mm. Damn, that was Did I say that out loud? Well yes, do we
0: did. Do we need to bleep you, you out? No, no. <laughs> do we need to give ourselves a palate cleanser? And talk about something good, or do we want to talk about something like eh?
3: Let's just get all the shit out of the way.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then just let's all the baddies. Let's
3: um, get all
0: the baddies. You want to go to water parks then? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that was a good intro to that. <laughs> all right. So damn, wh-
3: damn wh- I kind of feel bad now. Yeah, I know. You're
0: such a dick, Jackson. Um,
1: <laughs> oh man,
3: <laughs> up. It wasn't well, even that bad.
0: Well, that's why let's just go to it anyways. So it's water parks, double dare on equal vision records and that's what I, look i don't think this was bad i just worry for my teeth because i don't want to get any cavities
1: yeah yeah it's too that's it's dumb. too really poppy for me and i don't think i would ever listen to that album ever again so
0: it's very poppy but they're very talented it's just it is so sugary it's so upbeat oh, oh that's where you go yeah well that. wait hold on a second ty you didn't get the whole joke that was the joke. <laughs> it's been so
1: long since I heard it, and yeah, nah. I don't. Know.
0: It's, it's been so long
1: since I heard the album when it uh, came out. So yeah, I, I just only heard it once. So.
0: so yes, it is very like upbeat, even though they talk about some stuff that you know is a little bit darker, I guess. But most of it is completely upbeat, and there are some really good shining points in the album. I think Gloom Boys is pretty good, and I specifically took out a song that's dedicated to Jackson, which I thought was great. Yeah, it's called Made in America. Do you remember that track? What?
3: Yeah, but why me?
0: It's a very millennial track. It's, you know, (laughs) I have specific lyrics here. We're spiritual when we want to be. We're online just in time to see the highlights from these low lives, counting back down from Showtime and selling you a filtered frame. We're Made in America conveniently spiritual we're culture vultures picking from the honest pieces we're made in america we're fucked and don't care at all ha that's you jackson that's me it was a call out it almost said to jackson on it it was crazy (laughs) it's all you damn millennials
3: (laughs) Damn, progressive pissed off christian libertarian assholes is that yeah, what just, you consider that now? Are,
0: yeah, that are fucked up and don't care. And they're just like, ah, I don't care about the country. Everything's about me. That's you. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I don't know why I said that. It's just.
3: That's funny. It is uh, funny I, I because think I think, think that 75% whole. 75% of what you said was me. It's. Yeah, it, it definitely is. That's
0: 100%. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh,
3: it's just. It sounds like a Disney soundtrack album to me, man.
0: You can now tell when we did the bit about Royals, that one, you know, that single that they released, that there were a bunch of women or girls probably with the age, (laughs) a bunch of girls talking about, you know, like (laughs) orgasming all over themselves because of his voice and stuff like this is specifically made for young people, like really young, like in middle school. But it's funny because they're talking about they're talking about things that middle schoolers wouldn't know, like they're talking about how it's better to be younger at the age that they're now, specifically, I think he mentions that life is over at twenty-four at one point, and it's tr- it's yeah. true. I mean, it is true, Jackson. You have three more years, and I don't know
3: about that. So
0: you'll, you'll find out when
3: you're twenty-three.
0: Oh, you <laughs> know. What's my age again? Water parks. Like it wasn't a bad album. If you love no. sugary pop punk, go for it because they're talented. They really are. They were. They were melding some different genres. They put in a little bit more techno machine stuff into it than I would normally like. But it's not a bad album. It's just it's not the place I am in life. I guess. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I, yeah. We're not that happy. So. Yes,
0: I've literally never been that happy in my life to want to listen to this. <laughs> like, it's just.
1: If I want to be happy, I'll go listen to the Pharrell song.
3: Oh god!
0: I wouldn't. I'd rather shoot myself in the head. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I'll listen it's to just the. Just like. I'll listen to the Palisades version of Happy. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good one. one. All right, so let's leave this behind. But if you do like that, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it or anything, they are talented, but it's just not our style. Water parks, double dare on Equal Vision
3: Records. Speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. They're self-titled EP.
1: That's thing we want to what? talk about first. Like, Is it an EP or is it a 7-inch? Because I keep seeing on different sides, people saying it's an EP and the other side saying it's a 7-inch.
0: It's two tracks, so it's to be a 7-inch. I agree. I totally agree. And by the yeah, way... Yeah, that's not an EP. Yeah, it's out on bad timing records. So yeah, it's two tracks. We already talked about one track the... What was it? Two shows ago? Crash My Car. Yeah. And then they had one more track on it. Look... It's the same thing I said before. They're both fine. It feels more like a throwback and it feels like they sound way more like Senses Fail than they ever do Finch, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I felt like I was listening to Bone Crusher one time.
0: No, I I agree. They're (laughs) definitely, no, it's definitely way more Senses Fail. So look, I'm completely fine with this. I would just, I don't know why they would put out two tracks and do a seven inch. Why didn't they do an EP or a full length album?
1: I mean, it's not a bad thing because it, it took me back to 2002 where I was like listening to pop punk bands. And believe it or not, I did listen to uh, one or two Kelly Osbourne tracks and all that oh, stuff. Oh, man. Oh,
2: no. So, yeah,
1: I'm like, why the hell didn't I listen to Senses Fail or Finch back in 2002? Because my life would have been so much better.
0: Uh, I don't know. I listened to them <laughs> and my life's not that much better. So, don't worry about it. It was just, it was good to listen to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and a, definitely a throwback sound That's definitely much needed In this day and age of music So,
0: yeah, I could see that I, I just like it I, I think it's fine I just wish there was more That's all I would say yeah. people should definitely Go out and listen to this I don't know if you have to buy the 7-inch Like, Go ahead and support them If these are your favorite bands But I don't know It's just not worth a yeah. purchase for me yet
1: yeah, I think there will be more, but I think they're taking their time with it because it's on a smaller label and they don't have people telling them to rush this and get this out by a certain time and all this other stuff. As opposed to like their main bands. Well, I say main band because Finch is not a band anymore. I know. I know. It's sad. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's bad timing. Heyo. Records. <laughs> I was waiting for it. It's a success if I earn at least three minutes by the end of the show.
0: I'm not giving you any more now. I did good. Nope. (laughs) You wasted all of them. For everyone else who needs to listen to this who hasn't had a chance yet, it's speak the truth. Even if your voice shakes, their self-titled 7-inch is on bad timing records. Let's go on to, in her own words, unfamiliar on In Vogue records. So I'll start this one out. I was surprised. I have never heard of this band before. And, Me either. Yeah, I listened to it, and it's a pop-punk band, but it's nowhere near the bubblegum that Waterparks was, and I really enjoyed this album. I did.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I listened to it earlier, and I thought it was really good. Nothing that I will go back to listen to ever again, but it's definitely a good sound that they have going for themselves on Invogue Records because Invogue Records is no- most notorious for having electronic core, metalcore bands like Spies Like Us and um, some other bands of that Lots nature. Lots of spoken
0: word ones too.
1: Yeah. And yeah, to hear a pop punk band come from that label, it's definitely a refreshing for the labels.
0: Yeah, it was in the, the vein of a rarity with yeah. maybe like a little bit of a broadside in there, but they were more on the darker end of the spectrum, yeah. I think. And I liked it. I thought it had that old-school punk feel. It's pop-punk, but it's kind of more on that old-school punk feel compared to the yeah. poppiness. But it's catchy, mm-hmm. too. They've got the sing-along stuff. I think they did a really good job with this. I listened to it front to back a few times, and I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, even though I like Rarity a lot more than In Our Own Words,
0: but hey. You know how much I love Rarity. I had him on the show, so.
3: <laughs> I am in love with this album. Oh, man. I am not kidding. Like, man, t- to me, I'm not kidding you. This might be on my top 10 albums of the year. Damn, the, son. T- one of our last show. Like, I don't know what it was. When I heard this album, I was like, fuck, this is what I wanted in a punk band. Like, this is what I've been waiting for because I feel like the bands now are all bubblegum. Like, you were, like we were just talking about. Sure. And this is it's crazy they kind of remind me in a way of neck deep
0: a little bit i don't
3: know why uh, the vocalist he sounds like ben from neck deep sure and especially in the acoustic songs they have and i've never heard of them either by the way i was on the in vogue Record youtube page and they posted a music video for them and i checked it out because i really like Invogue records so you know i said okay well i'll give it a shot and i heard it and i was like damn this is really good Little did I know, they've been a band since 2010, and yeah. they used to be Easy Core. Right. The, they did streaming, like Abandoned by Bears and all that stuff, like the basic Easy Core kind of stuff. And now they've completely separated from that. But to me, this album was incredible. Um, this and the Wolves of the Gate album is all I've been listening to for the last week. And I feel like I'm going to continue to keep listening to this album over and over. I'm in love with this album. i give it a 10 out of 10 if there was a rating system. Damn. But
0: there's not. not. We have to make up something soon. So, well then, with that awesome review for that album, it's, in her own words, with the album Unfamiliar on In Vogue Records. So make sure to check that out. All right. Now, before we get to the main album of the night, I wanted to give a little shout out to, I'm going to call them a local band because Massachusetts doesn't seem to have that many metalcore bands I was talking to people about yeah I was talking to people about where the scene is because it doesn't seem to be one
1: yeah they all got signed and they abandoned the local scene altogether
0: I guess so but this band is in Connecticut the name is to fear the fall and they have their brand new EP actually it's their debut deconstructed and they are unsigned and like I said they're from Connecticut old school metalcore band feel to them (laughs) And I think Uh the high points of this EP, because I think there's six tracks, the high points of this EP are when they transition from the low growls to the screams. I think they do a very good job. And if you want to hear a little bit of what this band can offer, I recommend the track Layers, because I think they did a very good job.
3: Sweet. Yeah, I didn't get to hear it, so I'll definitely check it out, though.
0: Yeah, I think it's worth it. Is it on
3: iTunes and everything?
0: It's on Spotify, too. Oh, cool, cool. When I listened to it, I was like, I would enjoy seeing this band live like it was Imagine that
3: Imagine with better production.
0: Yeah, it's that old school metalcore band feel. I don't get that that often anymore. You know what I mean? So, to <laughs> yeah, me, they yeah. put a lot of mixing in there of the screams, they did the higher screams, they did the <laughs> low growls, they did the clean vocals, and then also, I think their drum work and they had solos too. Like I think everything was there that needed to be. And sure, maybe the production's a little bit, you know, iffy. Compared to bands that have tons of money to put into it, but I think for a beginning EP, this was a really good step forward, and I would look forward to them putting out a full length because I think they have a lot of talent.
3: Stoked! I want to hear it. I want to hear this man. (laughs) Well, I know you've
0: been—I know you've been listening to two albums on repeat, so yeah, (laughs) Attila and Water Park. So, Uh,
3: Uh. but you know, to be honest, I actually gave Attila. Quite a listen. Like I didn't just hear it once, and I was like, "Man, fuck this!" I probably heard it like, honestly, five or six times, yeah. front to back. I just, you know, I really gave it a chance. I gave it a big chance. No, I, we, we am gonna let work. you guys know right now. I was a big Attila fanboy back in the day. Like, yeah, seriously. Yesterday. Oh god, when Franz had blonde long hair and he was like rock star, wearing like studs and like stud shoulder pads and all that shit, like Rage album. I remember the biggest Atella fan. He gave you a hug. Remember,
1: or was it? uh, Yeah, but yeah, he definitely gave him a hug.
0: All right. So just before we move on, the band's name is To Fear the Fall. Deconstructed is the name of their debut EP. And once again, we talk about local bands so that people will go support them. So take a look around. Check out their Facebook page. See when they're playing local shows and whatnot, and go to see them and support them because I bet you live they are really, really fun. All right. Cool. So here's the moment we've been waiting for it's Wolves at the Gate, Types and Shadows on Solid State Records. Ty. Solid State.
1: All right. The first few tracks from this album definitely blend in with each other because they play in drop A tuning for the third five or six songs if I remember correctly and they stop it in the middle with their softer track in the middle so it kind of separates the album in a way and you definitely hear a lot more of the clean vocalist this time around in the screamer than their past couple of works because I'm seeing a lot of reviews all over the internet about how this album is the worst compared to X and V and
0: Captors
1: and Heralds and all this other stuff
0: You didn't say the name of the album correctly Five yeah, five. so yeah,
1: yeah uh, yeah, so yeah, I thought it wasn't bad. It's just that just uh if the the first few tracks didn't blend in as much, then we would have gotten a more varied album, but yeah, definitely uh first few tracks blend in then after the softer track in the middle, then it just goes into a more melodic direction and you and throughout the whole album you hear a lot more of the clean vocalist and the screamer than the past couple works. so i I thoroughly enjoyed it for the most
3: part.
0: Jackson. <laughs> Wanna correct Ty on everything that he said.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct me please.
3: Okay, so my opinion on this album is that it was amazing. I feel like every single track from beginning to end is awesome. Now, when Ty said the whole blending thing, I don't see it till you get to aftermath and the anathema. I don't really know how to pronounce it yet. And Thema or what are Yeah, they- Those are the only two where I can kind of see them blending. But to me, this album is very well thought out, very maturely done. I honestly see almost no blending. I just The lyrics, fantastic. I do feel like the second half of the album is stronger than the first half, but in no way does that mean that the first half was bad. I thought the whole album was perfect. This is their best work to me by far. Um, I really do think that they outdid themselves on this one, and I'm very happy for them, and I'm really glad that You know, they get to do this and really share this album with everybody because I feel like this is the sound that they need. Ty was right. There is more singing than screaming to me. But to me, it's perfectly balanced still. And really, when I mean more singing, it's mainly on, like, the bottom half of the album and not in the beginning. The first five or six songs are more screaming, honestly. And it's even kind of really just a perfect balance. Yeah. It's it's a really good album. I mean...
0: this is what I was saying. I know Ty hears things differently sometimes.
1: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I will go back and listen to it again if I have to. Oh yeah,
0: but. no, no, I got you. I just I think that so many of the tracks are different. Like I don't hear a blending at all between any of these. I mean, we even talked about them on the show about how different the singles were from each other. So how can there be blending of the tracks? You know what I mean? So that's one thing. The other thing is that in my conversation with Steve from Wolves at the Gate, he specifically said that they did not go to A-tuning. So that's another thing too. So that's definitely not in this. And then for me, I thought there was an exceptional balance. I even talked to Steve about it on the show because I listened to this album a few times before doing the conversation that there was an exceptional balance of screams and cleans because their previous records, I don't think were overdone with unclean vocals. I think they have always done a good job at balancing. But I think in this one, they actually added more different styles of vocals because that's something Steve also talks about. And that's why I feel like we're giving away everything that was in that conversation. So you should definitely go back and listen to the conversation I had with Steve of Wolves at the Gate because you'll get way more in-depth into this record. But it just seems like, for me, I don't know, I'm a huge fan of this album. And maybe that's a difference. It's just I'm already a fan. I think Solid State's been killing it. Like I said before, this is just the cap-off to an amazing year. But I just don't hear the same things you do, Ty, on this.
1: Yeah. I
3: hear things a little different. Things that I loved about this album... Was the song "Hindsight" and "Lowly," yeah. where Steven does this like really rough, high singing part that he does, yes. and like you feel the power whenever he's singing it. It's feel like, the power, damn! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kills it on this album. No, he does. Because like I don't want to say that his voice got better, but I just feel like he showcased it more.
0: He worked you know on a lot mean? of stuff in between albums.
3: Yeah, he showed it off more because yep. he—you can tell it's the same, but he really showed everybody what he's got, and I'm so glad he did. Every song to me is perfect. I don't find any fault. Damn, my voice—I <clears throat> don't I find, find fault in fault. your voice. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Um, every song is good. I mean, there's so much to say about it when when you want to go track by track, but for just an album review. Every song was good. I mean, that's just the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, this band is definitely, I know we've talked about this before, they're more on the post-hardcore alternative side than they are metalcore, I would say for sure. I think there's great melody throughout this entire album. I think they get that melodic part down very, very well. It's especially showcased in the first track, Asleep. Because that's where, and we've talked about on the show, but just the chorus in that, the way they change tempo, and it just works very, very well. And they're even able to make haunting tracks on this album. It just, everything seems to work. My top three, let's say, from this album, I love Broken Bones, Chasing the Wind, and Gravedigger. Those are my three for sure. But I can go through this entire album front to back over and over again. I'm still going to delve into the lyrics. I talked to Steve about. It. I'm not a religious person, so I know they deal with a lot of that, and there's a concept to this album. But it's more I know storytelling. Yeah, I'm more equated to other things in life than I do the religious connotation that comes with it.
3: Right, and I feel like that's something they went for with this, and they understand that you know, just because they're a Christian band, they don't attract only Christian listeners because. You know, that's just not really the way they go about things, which is a good thing. And their songs, you can apply, you know, to many other things. And that's something they went for in this album, which you hear, obviously, in the interview that you had with them, where, you know, it's basically, you know, of course, it's about his battle with his faith and everything. But it's really just different stories mm-hmm. in every song. Right. And that's super cool that, you know, anybody will find interest in.
0: I agree. So make sure to pick up Wolves at the Gate. Types and shadows on solid state records and after you've done that go back and listen to the conversation that i had with steve because i think it worked out really well and i really enjoyed you know shooting the shit with him about everything that was going on and like i said i think we said this last week too he just had twins so give him some money support the man yeah really he needs some support. pay his
1: rent put, yeah. buy his kids diapers
0: exactly yeah we gotta we gotta keep him fed and healthy so yeah now, next week, I'm not sure what the deal is, but I've only seen two albums that we might, maybe three, that we might check up on. So let's just at least say them right now. We've got on 11.11, we've got Animals as Leaders with The Madness of Many on Sumerian Records. We've got In Flames with Battles on Nuclear Blast Records. And then we've got Pennywise with 1998 on Hardline Entertainment. So I don't know if we'll even cover any of those. <laughs> it depends on how we're feeling. You
3: left out Metallica, Mr. Sir. What? If you want to go over that.
0: Metallica's new album's coming out next week?
3: Yeah, the 11th. I
0: didn't Are you know serious? that. Oh, I had no idea. You know it's not on any list, right? Wow. Oh, you idiot. Metallica comes out
3: 1118.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm right. I'm always right.
3: Yep. I gotta be an idiot. That was so
0: mean. I'm sorry, man. Well, you just are. <laughs> I mean, you are. Well, I mean,
3: shit, Jackson. It's just facts, man. Why, why, why do you get take taken so personally? Yeah,
0: why do you gotta take facts so personally? Deal with it.
3: Get over it. Get better.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. We'll see what we want to review and we'll get back to everyone. If not, we'll just focus on something else that happens and it might just be a thing for the rest of the year that they kind of slow so. down with album releases. So, that's, yeah. that's a thing as well. Let's go on to Breakdown from the Past. All right, Ty. Before we get into two listener suggestions for Breakdown from the Past, why don't you take us through yours?
1: This band I have for Breakdown from the Past is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They're called Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, and they released a classic, influential album called Jasmine's Lullaby. And it's very influential. It's for. It's very influential for bands who are young. Started out in the, in the Wisconsin scene because everybody talks about being influenced by Seven Angels, Seven Plagues. And they have a very rich history about them. They have so many lineup changes. And, of course, uh, former members of the band are in other bands now. But they released one EP, they self-released it. Then they came up with Jasmine's Lullaby on the label. And I think the v- original vocalist left before the full Length came out and was recorded with Matthew Mixon, who was like the more well-known frontman of that band. And now, when uh, they were on tour for that album, their bandmate, their their friends in the band, compromised another band from the Midwest local scene. Ended up in a car crash and ended up killing two of the members. Oh, jeez! Which, which uh, oh. Jesse which Jesse Raska talks about on the one of the Misery Signal songs, The Year Summer ended in June, obviously. The Matthew Mixon left the band, then their original vocalist came back again and then after he left for the second time, Jesse Zaraska joined for their final tours because they were planning to disband because the drummer was leaving at the time so former members of the band are now in misery signals dead to fall and burning empires all three great bands so if you want to check out seven angels seven plagues check out the album jasmine's lullaby came out 2001 very influential album for metal and hardcore bands and definitely set the tone with their mixing of metalcore hardcore and jazz so yeah definitely check that out
3: Well, before I uh, clarify on that, I'm going to let everyone know that if you are listening to the show, previous episodes, it is very clear that I struggle a lot with breakdown from the past. Yes. So we have a good friend at Editor Rick on Twitter who actually sent us a suggestion for us to do a breakdown from the past. So thank you so much, Editor Rick. Uh, I needed that. Uh, I probably would have fucked up again. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, so I am doing Twelve Tribes. The album that I chose is the Rebirth of Tragedy. This is a band from Dayton, Ohio, and I feel like Ohio, by the way, is one of the holy grail of bands. All the good bands come out of there. Anyways, this album to me was one of the first things I heard when I got into the scene. I just never would have thought to bring them up on breakdown from the past because I'm that shitty at this segment. (laughs) But when you think back to songs like Venus Complex and, of course, you have good old baboon music, I mean, it just takes you back to the old times, man. I, I mean, you just love listening to an album that takes you back, and this is one of those. And then it's kind of that feel where it's like, compared to what music sounds like now, it's like, how did it even get to this? And, you know, just the originality of bands that did this back then, like 12 Tribes, you know, you might even want to consider them like Founding Father kind of bands. So
1: Yeah, Founding Father's uh, up the art core.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you got to give it up to these bands. And I know they're never really in the talks anymore. But, you know, nine times out of ten when you ask the bands of nowadays, you know, where did you get all this from? And it's bands like 12 Tribes that influence the music we listen to now. So yeah, thank you, sure. Editor Rick, for sending me that because that was a good breakdown from the past. And it brought me to the old times. Very true.
1: Yeah, and yeah, they definitely need to make a comeback because Midwest Pandemic is my favorite album from them.
0: There you go. Yeah. So I am going to talk about a band that was influential to no one.
3: Uh oh. Except you, right? Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, that was aggressive. No, that was not aggressive. <laughs> You're
0: like, it's mm-hmm. so, a listener submission. It's from Chris. So Chris said, Hey, I have a suggestion for a breakdown from the past. And I said, Oh, that's great. Who is it? And he said, skip the foreplay. And I said, oh no, I would <laughs> rather not talk about them. <laughs> but because this is something new that we're trying and who knows. So for anyone who likes trancecore slash electronic core, this band made one full length album in 2012 called Nightlife, I believe. And then blacked out in I don't know. Did they even do that? I only remember one album.
3: <laughs> Is it Crabcore? Yeah, it's, no, it's not Crabcore. It's, it's not Transcore. It's more like
0: it's well. Look, they have an opening song that's just like Attack Attacks. It's Transcore. It's electronic core and metal You might love skip the foreplay.
2: I'm might... gonna hear
3: it just just to get my. All right, you know what?
0: On. Here, I'm gonna play a little bit.
3: Oh shit! Here we go.
0: So the only the only album I know of is Nightlife. Now
1: that's the only album they ever had.
0: Well, there's something else here when I look them up called Blacked Out in 2015. Oh, well, it's I've, because it's as a different it. band. That's why. So it's as a now different and on band. Earth. Yeah, now, yeah, now and on Earth. But as Skip the Foreplay, it's Nightlife in 2012. So here's a little bit of Champagne Showers. How about that? Here we go.
3: Oh god,
0: already. <laughs> we'll get ready.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's crabcore. Yep.
0: So it's I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> yeah, please cut that off. It's auto tune and then it's screaming and then it's back to weird auto-tune it's like a
3: band in all ships
0: but I would say not as talented
3: true, true
0: that's just my opinion (laughs) but I know Chris likes it so he he knows I'm fucking around with them but it's just it's not one of those bands that I would ever be like hey, I need to go back and listen to them because I listened to I See Stars or something else where I think they did this kind of thing better and there's a reason why they only did one album together you know, when you listen to it you're like, oh I can see why someone would get annoyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, thank you, Chris, for making me listen to that album multiple times <laughs> so that I would be able to do this. But it's just, And that, by the way, is not the way that Breakdown from the Past is going to go in the future. People can suggest things. If we don't like said bands, we don't have to do... The breakdown from the past. This is not try and stump the guys and make them listen to things that they don't want to. (laughs) That is not. We're not playing that game. We might do that though for like the betting or something. If someone screws up, we might have to make them listen to a band that we don't consider good.
3: We don't consider.
0: Yeah, we don't consider that good. So that skip the foreplay. Go ahead. If you like that kind of music, you will love that album because that's what it is. Let's move on. Let's move on to the end of the show. All right, guys. Well, I'd like to thank you, not only Ty and Jackson, for being on the show, but also thank every one of you haters that's listening out there. Remember to help us out, and we will be doing a contest for this. As you remember, we did read a review already. If you would like to be part of that contest, please rate us five stars and leave us a comment on iTunes. That really, really helps the show out. And I know there are a ton of people out there listening that just have not done that. And you would really help us out if you could. So please do that. You can rate, share, and subscribe on iTunes. Also, Stitcher, Google Play Music. We've got you covered on all of these different accounts in case for some reason you don't listen to iTunes or you can't get iTunes at that time, there are plenty of places that you can pick up the show absolutely free. Also, if you want to interact with us, you can on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Ian Hates Podcast. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Ian Hates. Tons of announcements, everything coming up, all the surprise conversations that I have with people, as well as everything Ian Hates movies. So, also, lastly, you can go to the website, www.ianhates.com, and stream and download every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies with way more stuff on the way. It's just taking longer than I thought. It's a ton of work to get some of the extra stuff that we need going. So, that covers everything. Thank you all for listening. I'm going to turn it over to Ty and Jackson for some plugs.
1: So we, I have the uh, Ty Rock City Entertainment Music blog, which you can read up on. It's tyrockcity.wordpress.com. And also, I, since I've been to uh, the last couple of shows, I have a photography Instagram called Ty Rock City Photography. It's at Ty underscore rock city photography so you could check out the pics i took of trash talk i could you could take a look at the pictures that i've done for the local shows that i've done
3: uh yeah i don't have many plugs uh i just want to let you guys know i have an instagram where you can follow me at jackson aguilera 13 yeah uh follow me i post a lot of cool stuff you know uh you know just band stuff you know how it is us us podcast peoples um but other than that you know thank you guys for listening you know making a little brown boy's dream come true, become internet famous, and I love y'all very much, and I'm passing it to Ian.
0: He's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Ty, what uh, final words do you have for everyone?
1: As always, expect nothing less.
3: Stay jamming. There's a lot of good albums out there. Rest up, everybody.
0: And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.